Good evening. This is Darth Vader. So everybody was talking about Uncle Owen burning Obi-Wan verbally. Well, I literally burned him. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to TRB. <laughs> we are sick Oh, John, Darth. it's you. It's me. I know. I sounded just like James Earl Jones. I confused everybody. But here we are. We are live. TRB live. High five, you two. Oh, we can't do that anymore. We're not together. What's going on? I very clearly just got back from celebration. But we are back. We Hoping you showered there, James. (laughs) It's, uh, yeah, for real. Um, How you you guys doing? How you guys feeling? Feeling good? Yeah. I'm good. My my voice is still not the same. Who knows if it'll ever come back? Well, we never know who's joining us for the first time or not. So I'm John. Uh, that's James and Lacey with me as always. James looking as cool as a carrot with our uh, event exclusive sunglasses um, that uh, you were able to pick up if you came to our event at Radiant Beer Co. So first off, just want to thank everybody who hung out with us at Celebration, came to our live event in Celebration, our friends uh, Ryan and crew over at Radiant Beer Co., um val from star wars news net for helping us put that event on and it was a really great time a real success and uh we made it happen so i'm really glad that that happened to put sort of a cherry on our star wars celebration experience but we are back in the base uh and thanks to everybody who's joining us live in the chat so awesome we'll get some of your um comments on the show if you want to zoom up to the top and get guaranteed on the show we do have super chats available um, but we'll sprinkle some other comments in as we go. Um, but we have a good show. It's going to be a little stylized, similar to our uh, streaming live shows, so Mando fan show type of thing, Book of Boba Fett. Uh, we are going to rate these things uh, using Ewan McGregor faces, 0 to 10 bends, uh, and we're excited to get into that because this chapter uh, brought back the guy you just saw, Darth Vader, uh, back yeah. in the mix in a big, big way. Uh, so that's going to be, I think, a big part of the conversation here. Um, but uh, why don't we talk about how we rated this thing? Um, so, Lacey, I think I'm going to start with you today. And by the way, to everybody, if you don't mind liking the video and, and if you're on Twitter, uh, tweet out, retweet or whatever. Just let people know to, to hop in and join it because the more the merrier, uh, as we always do here. But uh, Lacey, uh, part three, I almost said chapter three. I'm so used to them doing that, Favreau. Um, part three <laughs> of Obi-Wan Kenobi. What, uh, what did you give this on zero to 10 bends? I, so I have to give credit to, I believe Joey Sack who came up with eight out of 10 bends and I just loved it. So I stole it. So thanks Joey. Uh, I gave it eight out of 10 bends. Okay. I, I thought that it was a really good episode. I thought there was a lot to unpack. Um, I've been kind of stepping away from Star Wars the past few days and watching Stranger Things, which is like very horror specific. So I was like, oh, I'm going to step right back into Star Wars. Let's go. And it was a very horror specific episode, <laughs> like scary moments that I was like, I can't get away from scary. Yeah. Um, but we'll get into that. But overall, I thought it was a really good episode and, and it's obviously building to something. All right. Uh, James, how about you, buddy? Um, I went a little lower. I did 7.5 and I think it's kind of that like right in the middle thing. Um, 
not like a five right in the middle because i definitely did like it but right in the middle of like absolutely best thing ever and like borderline like i'm kind of could leave take it or leave it the reason also too is 7.5 is i just felt like there was like it was a good episode in the context but really when focusing on this episode very specifically there was a couple things in it where i'm like it feels kind of weird, you know. Um, mm. We'll probably get into some of that stuff too, but like some of the cinema, cinematography stuff, some of the production stuff. I was like, man, they, I just feel like I, I want to enjoy some of this, but I, I noticed these things, so I, I feel like I gotta take some points for for that type of stuff. But that's that's, that's all very critical critical stuff, you know. Yeah. Is it so, weird that he has a brother? Me. I didn't mind. Which that. We'll get to. Uh, I yeah. No, I mean no. I I think I'm I'm okay with it. Um, because I don't think it means anything. I don't think anybody's ever gonna pop pop up and say I'm Kenobi's brother and he's also force sensitive or something. I just you know what his name is. They didn't reveal it, but it's in a Broby one Kenobi. Ob two Kenobi. Uh, oh, you're the worst. <laughs> and if like, they had a hey, third, if we were back in California, I would. I'd be able to punch him. And if I they have can't. a third kid, it would think be named. Mine was better, John. Off the cuff, Joseph Kenobi. <laughs> Joseph. Joseph. Kenobi. All right. Um, <laughs> I I gave this an eight. Also, I'm with Lacey. Um, I really liked it a lot. Uh, I liked that they went there with Vader. Um, just pure menace, pure terror, uh, all of it. Uh, Michael Myers, you know, Jason Voorhees type. Mm-hmm. That The only issue I have with this series so far, and I know we have ways to go, so we're only at the halfway point. Oh, only. It's crazy that we're already halfway through it, actually. That's but true. I haven't been big on the music. I'm not going to lie. It, it hasn't been doing it for me. Mm. I, I don't know why. I'm not trying to be a hater because um, I like the work that she did on Loki, um, but it's not catching me and like when vader turns the corner and stuff like i would have it would have been cool to hear like a menacing version of the imperial march or something um some of the music choices being made didn't feel like star wars to me i know that's crazy to say because the music for book of boba fett and mandalorian is so uh, you know out there compared to star wars but so far anyway the music hasn't landed with me um it may grow on me we'll see um I still think the dialogue's really well written. I think Ewan is getting better and better every episode. Um, and I, th- I think I'll get into it more later, but I think they're, they've gone too far with Leia. Um, but we'll see where, where, how that. I thought it was going to end up. this episode. I was very surprised that at the end of the episode, obviously it's continuing on to the next episode. I was like, Oh, so if she's I getting grabbed she was... again. Yeah. Yeah. Cause then it gets into the point that, for me, at least, uh, it, I question how does she not know who he is later? It gets a little, it's getting a little tricky. And someone brought up a good point. Yeah. They're like, so what to about To be that clear, quote? I do like little Leia. I'm just confused at oh, she's within the story. Yeah, I think she's, she's adorable. Great. I think she's really funny. Yeah. Um, and we'll get into like how she handled I, the situation better than Obi-Wan Kenobi. I just, I loved it. Somebody, somebody pointed out to me that she was too too young to play 10 and i was like i actually yeah that's a good point i agree with that and then i looked her up James, and you can take the sunglasses off anytime well, i feel weird i feel weird now like 
but <laughs> but no, I looked off. it up and she's she's turning 10 in June. So it's like she is that age. She's the correct age. But yeah. she does she does feel like she's like six, doesn't she? She doesn't feel like a 10 year old. Yeah. I mean, she I wouldn't she's... know. I haven't been 10 for a long time. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, we'll, I we'll maybe see. that's just me, but we'll we'll see we'll see how it turns. Again, you know, we're at the halfway point. You know, a lot of times with these shows, um, we jump in too early with things, and we got to see how they round out. But um, if she gets kidnapped again, I'm gonna be like, man, get the, get that kid home and safe. Um, you mean a third time because she is getting kidnapped again, right? Uh, well, as far as we know, she chases her. We don't know what happens. Um, yeah. But all, you know, this is just the rating portion, so we'll get to more of that later. We do have a uh, an average of ours. So our score, uh, we rounded it out to seven point eight bends. That's a lot of Ewan McGregor, um, as you see okay here on the screen, it. right about now. There he is. There he is. Very Revenge of the Sithy, Obi Wan, mm -hmm. if you will. Um, but uh, seven point eight. I, I, I tried to go for. I looked at a bunch of Obi Wans and I thought, "Come on, go go with the what we know is the goat Obi Wan right now, right?" You should have just picked uh, like a photo of him from like good. train spotting or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I did think about using like an actual just picture of him, but there were two. Like we did the Tamara Morrison smile one, and so there were a bunch of him just like smiling, like really big. And I was like, I don't know, it doesn't feel like Obi Wan. <laughs> it feels like Ewan. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, moving on to our patrons who gave it a full point higher they actually gave this one an 8.8 .8. look at that Big time. awesome Very Big time almost nine bends right there almost nine bends yeah crazy um it's all about the benjamins you know <laughs> oh my god take those sunglasses off immediately jeez guys He's got the badge on. He's got it all on. He's got the pin on. I'm wearing my my uh, my celebration merch. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So uh, all right. So we have a couple of comments. So first, um, the aforementioned Joey Sack. I'll give this episode eight Obi Wan faces out of ten, or should I say eight bends out of ten? From Obi-Wan still struggling with the fact that Vader is still alive to his first rematch with his former Padawan. This was a thrilling episode. Can't wait to see what comes next. Thanks, Joey. Uh, next up, we have a new admiral in the base, Chris310. What's up, Chris? 8.5. Hey, I think 8.5. I think it was a great episode. Very exciting to see Obi-Wan and Vader face off again, even if Obi-Wan is out of practice. I enjoy watching Leia as a little girl and think the writing and casting of her is brilliant. I agree. I really think the writing has been a huge strength of the show. Uh, uh, you know, and you have to give the credit to Joby Harold, uh, regardless of who had written previously. You know, there might have been story structure stuff, but um, in the end, he's the last one holding the pen. So, um, I I think the dialogue has been very good. Um, they have they've towed the line really well, as I've been saying, with choices they're making. Um, so so far, so good there. Um, but we, you know, we'll see, you know, how how things turn out for for the story. But as far as chapter three goes, we can get into it uh, in the mix here. But before we do, if anyone has any Easter eggs in the chat, they want to toss into the chat, uh, we'll talk about them as we go through uh, our discussion here on the episode. Um, <laughs> I really didn't have that many, so I'll just like say right now, like, um, 
the stormtrooper who gets cut in half um, right before he falls, he it's it's a Wilhelm scream, but it's not the classic Wilhelm scream that you hear in every old Star Wars movie or Indiana Jones or a lot of other movies. I think it's from it. it, it I could be wrong, but I think it's similar to one that we hear in A New Hope, um, also with a stormtrooper. But I'm not positive on that. But it's a faint. It is like a Wilhelm scream, but it's faint. Um, so that's that's one I had. I don't know if you guys had um, others. There are some more that obviously stand out a lot more. Um, mm-hmm. If you want to toss any out there, I mean, I'll uh, I'll take that one. Yeah, go ahead. It just Quinlan Voss. Like that's. I mean, it's very straightforward. <laughs> it's almost like hard to call it like an Easter egg, but I would imagine only the people who know know. You know. So yeah, just if you didn't catch it too, like when he's in the room and he's he's they're kind of talking about like the uh, underground railway, you know, kind of underground, um, yeah, system or whatever. Uh, she mentions that uh, Quinlan has been here multiple times, and he like turns around, and he's like, "What, Quint? What?" Like he kind of had this like yeah. happy surprised face that that confirms he's alive. And that also confirms that he's not doing what Kenobi has been doing and is still alive to go back to that point. So it's kind of interesting. It moves the story along to say someone, you know, who should be kind of in this doing the same thing you're doing is doing much better for people and is still surviving. So, you know, what are you and doing? The, those two didn't really get along too. So maybe. Yeah. There may be a I'd little bit of a, I can't believe that guy is doing what I probably should be doing. It's probably mm-hmm. like a little bit, he probably feels a little bit guilty now, even even more so maybe. Um, but I, for, I forgot that Quinlan Voss is, is in, in the background in, in The Phantom Menace on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of. I, I think canonically it's not him. Oh, is that right? Oh. Right. I, I, if I'm trying to remember the, the story, because I think I used to, think the same thing but i i think where i'm at now is that they had that character for legend stuff and george lucas liked the design of him so he put him in the background and then they remade him canon later but he was already kind of a background character so it was like confusing mm, yeah um but i yeah i just think george liked the design of the character that like fans had created or or whoever it was that made that so yeah. he used him all right, so we got Quinlan Voss, we got a Wilhelm scream. Lacey, you got one? Um, I think similar to the previous episodes or parts, uh, reference to Padme is always really cool slash heartbreaking mm-hmm. where he's like, mm-hmm. she looks like her mother. Oh my God, gutted. Um, and yeah. then Michelle brought up a good point that I thought as well, but she said it perfectly, is she loved Leia telling Tala to bring him back, similar to Leia telling Han T- and TFA to bring him home in both in reference to a Ben Oh, that's, oh nice. that's cool. I like that. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I thought it was really cool. Uh, Neil also brought up Zach Braff as Freck. I, I was just thinking that's that. I mean, we can consider that a, a reference or an Easter egg or something. You know, I mean, just the, yeah, just the odd casting background, notable casting there. Well, Donald Faison probably got him the in, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> or he seems to be friends with a lot of people, so maybe because he's got. Uh, Florence is his girlfriend who's in the Marvel side with John Favreau. Saw him at the TLJ premiere. No big deal. How you doing? I also saw um I saw he somewhere held the door for you, a, right? No, that's the kitchen of stranger things. Oh, sorry. 
Yeah. There's a shot of Luke in season two of Mandalorian that they did the same shot for Vader. So you can put them side by side and it's like the exact same stance. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, of like a uh, holding the lightsaber out to the side and the camera's like under. So lightsaber's on the side, body on the left. It's um, like Han Solo like, and Solo with the yeah. the classic Western shot. Western shot, yes. yeah. yeah. But it but it was cool because you're thinking also too. These all kind of fall under the umbrella of like Favreau Star Wars. It's not like a reference to Empire Strikes Back or something. It's kind of like this is new Star Wars referencing new Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it, I don't know that there are many others that I could think of. I mean, we could really dig deep and be like probe droid and you know stuff like that. Um, but I, I there's a probe droid in this. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, but well, the pods of the probe droids were certainly reminiscent of Empire Strikes Back. Mm-hmm. Um, those are kind of cool. Um, but in in terms of this episode, I'm like. We have like a super back. chat. Can we hit that quick? Oh, yeah, absolutely. So we have a super chat from Neil. Thank you, Neil. Who oh, said hello it. there. <laughs> Neil! Neil. All right. What's up? Thank you, buddy. <laughs> hit, Thank you. Hitting John with the hello there right off the top. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're, oh, so we're 0 for 3 so far. I thought he was going to do it to the stormtroopers, but he didn't do it. He, just he said hasn't hello. done it yet. Right. He, he said, hasn't he just, done that. Yeah, he just said hello. No, yeah. no there. So we'll see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They'll make it the last line of the series or something. Watch. Um, oh, no, but thank, thanks, Neil. I uh, miss you, buddy. I, I think we spent more time with Neil than anybody uh, during celebration. So it was really good to hang out. Uh, I at one point thought you know. he was kind of like the fourth member. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, he's here. He's hanging out. We're there he out. is. Um, <laughs> so this episode for me, um, if we're just going to get into it here. If anyone has any Easter eggs, you know, we can get them up on screen mm-hmm. um, and talk about them. But I think the it's a split episode for me. I, I like the back half. Um, first half, I, I like the stuff with Kenobi trying to, you know, again, channel and and, and get in touch with Qui-Gon, um, talking to Leia about... Like, it was cool hearing Obi-Wan's metaphor for the Force because it was very simplistic. But oh, I also, loved it. I but loved also, it. yeah, like like really like something that could connect with kids. And I think that's an important thing because... I think every kid, at least most kids, are afraid of the dark, and it's like I'm still afraid of the dark. To be honest, it's also sort of referential to um, him explaining the force for the first time to Luke. Like, this is the first time he's explaining it to the other twin. Yeah, with with her, and maybe it's because she's younger and Luke was older. Like Mm -hmm. Luke's his explanation to Luke was way more complex. You know, it's an energy field that that ties all living things. It penetrates us, binds us, and with Leia's like, you know that light switch you turn on when you're afraid of the dark? Yeah, that's, it. that's mm-hmm. it. But I did like how he put it to her because instantly relatable. Even if you're an adult, you think back to when you're a kid and you're like, turn the light on, turn the light or on. Or me right now. Right. It, it also makes you think too, like <laughs> this, it explains why Kenobi is acting the way that he's acting because he's been living in the dark this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't have it, the lights on. Yeah. And I, I didn't love that planet they were on. Um, mm-hmm. it felt kind of like the Robert Rodriguez type stuff that was going on, um, with, with Boba Fett and Mandalorian. Um, that was a production I don't know. knock for me. Was it? Yeah. 
that was one of the things that I, I just kind of looked at it and I go, you know, I mean, I get it. Planets are like this, so I can't yeah. really no, be mad, sure. but also I'm looking at it sure. and I'm like, kind of just looks like a fan film. Like they just went out and well, shot in. Especially after last space. week, we were like, well, look how cinematic Star Wars TV looks right now with this series. Mm-hmm. And then they give us that. It's like, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, but those Anakin scenes were cool. The vision that he has from far away where he turns around. Oh, my gosh. Again, something that happens in Stranger Things season four, by the way. So I was like, what is happening? That felt so, yeah, like like biblical or something like that was so weird how he saw. Because we've never had that before, right? In in Star Wars. I don't like a hallucination in a way. Like a fear Um, kind of trauma vision. Yeah, and I like the fact that it was like a a Jedi version of Anakin, which sort of makes you like it's like a one of those reminders they put out there that Obi Wan doesn't know what Darth Vader looks like at this point. Yeah, all so he remembers he is the Anakin him, used to be. Yeah. yeah, I think they're using that to remind the audience. Like you have to remember, we've as the audience has have seen Darth Vader five billion times, so there's no shock value here. We need to remind the audience that he thinks Anakin might look like that, what he sees in that, in that hallucination. So then, when he actually sees well, him, it's like, what? What? I mean, he knows he's like burnt like crazy. I yeah, think yeah. it's burnt more victim, like he like, knows he killed that person, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that's the but Anakin like, he, he loves what, and cares about. Like when he sees him in this giant suit. And he probably feels his presence and that's how he knows it's him or something. It's got to be even more shocking because you are not looking at, at your former apprentice anymore. And then his first line to him is like, what, what have you become? And then Vader hits him with the, what we kind of speculated on, but we thought it would be with the helmet off. He would take the helmet off. He just said, what you, what you made me. That was like, this was a very horror esque, very scary episode. That was deep stuff. Yeah. Someone brought it up in the chat, actually. Where is it? Um, It's where the stormtrooper gets cut in half. Like from that moment, like all the way through, where Vader is drawing people out of and like killing people, he snaps someone's neck and stuff. And these guys had the enjoyment of watching my responses in my, our Discord chat. Oh, yeah. Where I'm like, what are you doing? Go, 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 go. Oh, no. Vader I didn't is know like what you were bad, talking about. bad. It was that scene where Vader shows up. James so if you go chat. back and watch it and then read my comments, you're going to be like, yeah. oh, she's here. Oh, okay. That makes James sense. James writes in our chat, I made a video um, and Lacey just writes, go, 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 go. I'm like, are we <laughs> like, is this breaking? What's going on? Did we get this out? <laughs> She's doing a live text commentary of her. I was like, oh, Vader's bad, bad. When he like strangles someone, then snaps the the, the guy's son's neck. I was like, yeah. oh my gosh, like we're going for it. Which we had said previously, yeah. they have to make him more bad this in this show. Yes. Because at this point, the worst we've seen him is Rogue One. Right. So they have to top Rogue One. And I would right. say- brutal wise this was more brutal than rogue one for for me at least i felt like it was very very personal was, where he's like dragging yeah, a woman next it's to him civilians yeah. yeah it's yeah. civilians it's not uh soldiers and that's a big difference you know mm-hmm. um and i so i agree with that i think they've done I think Vader. When he's dragging the person is even yeah. more brutal than the next snap it's terrifying yeah yeah because there's something yeah, yeah. 
But I, I think they've gotten Vader. They've done Vader very well. Like that's that first scene where we hear him speak and it's with um, uh, Reva via the um, hologram. And we had seen the concept art of that. And we were John, you called that, by the way. That would be her talking to him. Her working directly with Vader. You called that yeah. weeks ago. Yeah. And they're, they're definitely teasing, I think, a, a, a redemption turn for her when she was about to reach out and touch the Jedi symbol. Um, and people were saying, I did not pick up on this, but people were saying she's one of the kids at the beginning. Oh, uh, yeah. Someone um, had said that. I saw that. And I was like, oh, I didn't even think of that. But it would make sense in the I story felt like, arc I was like, of why the show. You, why couldn't I think of that? Like, that's such a good observation. Yeah, clever. Yeah. I saw a bunch so, of people talking about it. Yeah. So that's I always took that to be the case because she's an Inquisitor. And my understanding of all the Inquisitors was that they were Jedi that were approached and chose the Empire in that moment, like that night. And so we might actually get that scene of her like choosing to go with the Grand Inquisitor or something. But what's interesting to me is then I was thrown because I think it's like in episode two, the Grand Inquisitor says... <clears throat> you are only allowed to be here because we like found you and you had these abilities or whatever. And I'm like, that doesn't really line up with the backstory of inquisitors, but okay, maybe this is new information. Maybe they are finding for sensitives that then also choose to become inquisitors. Where but Tala she says that she says they're taking children and they're like to do what? And she goes, we don't know. Well, I think they're just killing them. Could be killing them. Could be training them. One or the other. Right. Yeah. I mean, they nailed Vader. I hit the look. I feel like they went. They went back to the original mask design. They they got. They ditched the symmetrical thing from Revenge of the Sith. Um, it looks. It looks a lot better. Um, obviously, the breathing sound is always just. Mm -hmm. I love hearing it. Um, how he walked. So, like, I think Caden did a really good job uh, carrying um, Vader's sort of like physical cadence and that sort of thing, and his his even his arm motions and and that and his head movement. When he senses Obi Wan and turns his head, that's like that's a very Michael Myers move or Jason Voorhees. Yeah. But but we've seen Vader do those like quick dramatic head turns and stuff like that and cape flips because we know Vader's very dramatic. Um, but uh, like everything, it, everything Vader in this was great. And the James Earl Jones, uh, I don't know what they did if it was him or not. He like because I my criticism with Rogue One is he didn't sound good in Rogue One. Mm -hmm. Um. But it sounded like Empire Strikes Back, Vader. We do have a super chat from Ryan Wara who asks, thank you for the super chat, who said, did James Thanks, Earl Just Jones record new lines for this or did they do it timing. digitally? Vader uh, sounded better here than he did in Rogue One. I don't, I don't know. I know. People no, were I mean, saying that he was in the credits. It said James Earl Jones as Vader and Hayden Christensen were in the credits. Someone screenshotted yeah, the actual Mark Hamill was Luke and Mando. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I... I have a theory. I have a theory that like when he did Rogue One, there was a little bit of age, maybe even like a whole like, oh, Darth Vader. And then like he already has a low voice, but he's like, Darth Vader was like this, you know, and maybe he was going even lower. Maybe there was something off with that. Uh, and they've since corrected. But also I would think based on his Rogue One performance and based on what they've done for Luke and all sorts of other AI and stuff, I think they have to know they want to they want to digitally mess with James Earl Jones voice to have it forever. So I that think that makes a lot of we, sense. I think when we get there and we get a little bit about the background of this, we're going to hear that like they have been working with his voice and making it true Darth Vader, you know, they'll market it away. Like we really wanted to bring back the punch of a new hope, you know, or something, but um, 
they'll make it. I, they'll make it digital, or they'll make okay it it's like partly I'm sure digital. Yeah, had to agree to it. So mm-hmm. whatever they did, it sounded like it was James Earl Jones being Darth Vader. I like that a billion times better than trying to get someone else to do the voice. All due respect to anyone who's done the voice in animation or other iterations. It no one could as good as someone is, they can never get to that. So. Right. It's still his voice, you know, whether they did it the way they did Luke for Book of Boba Fett or he came in and just knocked it out of the park and and, and found something. Mm-hmm. It, he sounded great. So everything about Vader, they got right to this point. And I like that they took him to those dark places. We're seeing him, you know, killing civilians. And I'm not saying, oh, go, I like seeing him do it, but it's like, that's what Vader's supposed to be doing right now. And we need to see... Because again, it's that shock value. Because we keep seeing Hayden Christensen's beautiful smiley face about how he's returning, and we forget because some in some part of our brain is thinking like Anakin, 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 and then you see Darth Vader walking down the street, and that's the part Ewan was talking about when he turns that corner mm-hmm. and he sees him for the first time. That's exactly what he was referring to, and you see this menace of Darth Vader. I think that's so important because not only is it good for this series. It's, it's good for how it's going to impact Obi-Wan as a character because then he'll maybe be able to let go of the fact and know that Anakin is is gone, gone, uh, even though he survived. But also, you know, it'll get him to that point where he could say, only a master of evil, you're more, more machine now than man. He'll be able to come to terms with that and then become Obi-Wan once again. But also, it again, it's one of those things that will help make Darth Vader's turn more impactful once Luke gets to him later on. So anytime but they man, do that, is he brutal is- in this episode? Yes. yes. And dragging Obi-Wan across fire. Oh my goodness. I was that like, was I, I didn't crazy. know this could get any crazier. And then yeah. he's like, nah, I'm going to drag you across this. And I was like, oh, 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 this is really happening. I definitely liked there- it when he spilled out the thing and lit it with, I think he lit yeah. it with his lightsaber, right? Yeah. I'm yeah. sitting there going, well, he can't look too bad because he doesn't look too bad in the new hope. <laughs> I, was sitting yeah, there like, I thought I it was going to be the explanation of like aging or or something. Mm. I don't know, but I that was brutal. Can, maybe this is a time to bring it up too. There were there were a couple weird like production things, um, and one of them was like they're trying to break through that gate, and I'm like, go around the gate, man. It doesn't look that hard to go around the gate, right? That's true. But this was very similar too. Like I'm trying to figure out vader in his prime having just found and has obi-wan like in his grips why he would throw him into the fire and then also move him out of the fire without him being even really bad i mean he's i'm sure he's burnt but he's not like badly burnt like i'm very badly burnt (laughs) exactly very badly burned (laughs) but i'm thinking he like he kind of like puts him in there for a minute lets him get a little bit of pain and then he moves him out of the fire and stands there and like a eight, 15 foot fire and doesn't like walk around it or jump over it when somebody's coming in and is like rescuing him, a droid coming and rescuing him. It's like Vader's like, darn, he got away this time. And I'm uh, like, what are you doing, Vader? I think it's, you know, the ego for one thing. I was going to say, I think it's more of like the, hey, it, this hurts now. It's going to hurt way worse. He's I'm just getting started. Him. Yeah. Yeah. He could, he could, when he held him up and why let him go? He can still like, he could like throw the droid away and then 
like, I don't know, walk around the fire. He could hold Vader or Obi-Wan to the ground, take him with him. He can still torture him and put him through all he wants. But he let, he like, basically, it seemed like Obi-Wan got away. And, and Vader, there was nothing Vader could I do. I think he likes the fire chase. in front of him. And he, there, there's of, something between him, an obstacle. That's the sort of the excitement of the chase of the hunt sometimes. That's what I was though. saying. I, I think he yeah. likes the chase. He's yeah. like, oh, okay, and, go ahead. You're hurt. I'm just going to hurt you more, so go ahead. Because it's clear when he had him elevated and, and got the lightsaber out of his hand, it turns off, he could have killed him right there. And they showed no, him killing someone earlier by snapping their neck. So he could yeah. have done it, but he didn't. He took I'm he not open windows and pulled bodies out of houses or could have killed them. Yeah. I'm saying it's weird that he let him go. I don't think I don't, that's weird. They do that in every movie. Yeah. They do that in every movie where the bad guy either monologues, lets the person go. I know. And that's that's not a good thing. <laughs> that's my point as I'm sitting here and I'm going, come on, Vader. Oh, uh, all right. You know, I get it. But I'm like, I wish that, that it wasn't as simple as like a few feet of some flames that stopped Vader, Darth Vader in his prime from being able to get to Kenobi, you know? Um, I just thought that was kind of a weak, a weak way to explain how Kenobi's going to get out of this situation. I was like, mm, I feel like that's not a big enough obstacle for Darth Vader. But I feel like the ten years that Anakin has spent since Revenge of the Sith, he wants to put Obi Wan through that much, too, because you know Vader's still suffering and he suffers until he dies. I think he it's still one of those... thinks that he turned Padme against him. He still yeah, thinks that I think he's... it's an eye for yeah, an eye thing. There's a he lot wants of... to make him feel everything he felt. Um, that's my that's my take on it. I, I don't really have not, I don't really have that big of an issue with that. Um, but boy, Semperfy he... Danny says it good here. He didn't want to kill or torture him. He wanted to scar and put fear into him. He wants Obi Wan to suffer. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it, it, it's interesting. Some of the lines too. He's like, "The years have made you weak." Um, that that reminds me a lot of a New Hope. Uh, Your powers are weak, old man. Um, the one thing that I'm still curious how they're going to make work is that first line he says to him, or one of the first lines he says to him in A New Hope, which is, "When I left you, I was but the learner. Now I am the master." Because I mentioned that in my reaction, I was like, mm. "If this fight is any indication, <laughs> that's." I mean, geez, it was quite, quite one-sided. And it was really startling seeing Obi-Wan using his lightsaber as almost like a flashlight and being scared out of his mind. Where, like, He was trying to juke him the whole time. He was like, huh, huh, huh. Yeah, it is not. <laughs> when he ran, I was like, aww. Because <laughs> like, I was expecting him. I think we were all expecting him to, to stand up to him, to, to be like, okay, what is he going to do now? He's leading. He's doing the brave thing and leading him away. So what's the next step? And his step is, I'm going to run. <laughs> it makes me realize, because you know how we say on the show, like there has to be you win one, I win one, you win one, I win one. Yes. So that when it comes to the final one, it's sort of like, who's going to take this? He needs so, a Qui-Gon pep talk. He need, Yeah, it's going to be like a Rocky thing. Yeah, he needs that Mickey pep talk. But mm -hmm. I think because Vader had this moment, which made obi-wan a shell of, of a human let alone a jedi there's going to be that moment like like superman 2 for anyone who knows that movie like where he gets his powers back and he comes back and he's like really brings it well, obi-wan's going to be obi-wan again and he's going to catch vader off guard vader's going to be cocky thinking it's still this weak old fair, scared guy and i think obi-wan 
is going to end up by the end of the series besting Vader. They'll get split up somehow, whether it's a natural element or the force or something. And that will allow Vader to say, when I left you, I was but the learner. Now I definitely am the master sort of thing. So mm-hmm. I think this, I think this is an, an indication that Vader wins this one by a lot. He embarrassed Obi-Wan. It's like when you go to see like a UFC fight and like you go to the bathroom and it ends in eight seconds. That's what this was. And then I I think by the end of the series, though, Obi-Wan's going to be primetime Obi-Wan again. And he's going to like, I don't know, shatter Vader's helmet. We're going to see Hayden's face and he's going to be on his back and Obi-Wan could kill him again, but he lets him go. Like it's going to be one of those types of crazy things. But I think Obi-Wan almost for, for the sake of continuity has to have the upper hand by the end of this series. I agree. We have a couple yeah. uh, super chats you want to hit. Oh, cool. Hit them. All right. Hi. First up, we have Sooner Thrawn. Thank you for the super chat. Who said, "Love seeing Leia learn about the very early Rebel cells." What are your What are your theory? How Reva knew Anakin Vader was Vader? I think she says that in the last episode that she went on the archives. Yeah. Of him knowing. Um. She found out through the archives. Bail Organa. Yeah. So then my. My, I guess my answer to this would be either Darth Vader told her or she found out through the archives. I think they set that up that that's how she found out. Can but I, he's been pretty think, honest with her. I don't think Vader's ever told anybody, anybody who's ever figured it out. There was there. I can think of three people that have like figured it out. And mm-hmm. uh, he only killed one of them. And the two that he didn't kill were... Um, uh, Thrawn and uh, Tarkin. Mm-hmm. There's, there might be others too that have put it together, but um, but I I don't know. I'm I'm not totally bought in. I know it feels like a little bit of a write off. Like she was doing some investigation, went into the archives and discovered, you know, that all all of this happened. That there was a link between Leia and Obi Wan. Like. Who wrote that down? Did Bale write I don't that think, down and put that in the no, archives? No, no. You know, it's I like, don't think that there was a link between Obi-Wan and Leia. I think she figured out that Bale and Obi-Wan knew each other. So she stole Leia not knowing she's Leia. She just stole her knowing it's Bale's daughter. Yeah. Uh, That's yes, the confusion that a lot of people agree. have. She like does happened. not know it's Leia. She yeah. does not know it's Anakin's daughter. She just knows it's Bale's and that Bale and Obi-Wan are friends. Okay, yeah, because that, that, that does make more sense. Vader. Right. Yeah. But I mean, it wouldn't. I mean, true. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I can buy that. I'd like to go back mm-hmm. and listen to the explanation again because my impression was that it, she said, I found a connection between the girl and Obi Wan. That's why in the archives. And I'm like, what? I'm what waiting till the series is over. You know, I'm like so obsessed with continuity for them to explain all this stuff because the more time he spends with Leia, the weirder her speech to him gets in the message from R2. Like she because, doesn't know. I'm like, years ago, you served my father. Well, General that's Kenobi, what I'm saying. Years yeah. ago, you served my father in the Clone Wars. It's not General Kenobi. Nine years ago, we spent three weeks together and I got kidnapped three times and you you really helped me out. And I called you Ben. That was cool. I've, I've and always- And you talked about my though. mother. Yeah, you talked about my mother. Yeah, <laughs> this is this is a little strange to me though, and I I don't think I've ever said this, but I have always yep, thought there was a Archive little bit of a strange bail, okay, not yeah. Leia. Yeah, yeah. So I've always thought there was a strange misconnection between 
her who in her hologram in a new hope saying years ago you've served my father it um, implied in that moment that she didn't really know who this person was right yet right. when luke rescues here and he's like i'm here with ben kenobi and she's like ben kenobi yeah like right. she, it's as if she totally knows who that is where is yeah. he let's go so yeah. i always got the vibe that that when she's getting rescued from her cell she does know ben on a personal level but then that message at the beginning implies that she doesn't so i've always kind of felt that so it already kind of felt a little disconnected for me anyway so now going into this show i'm like i don't know whether she knows him or not it didn't really it doesn't really make a big difference to me interesting all right we have one more super chat from chibigon 89 danny what up thank you for the super chat she asks do you think leia may try to heal ben's burn injuries using the force in later episodes that would be kind of cool i i think for me, I don't think it's going to happen. I think they're hinting at her force abilities through her reading people's minds, but I don't think they're going to go as far as like her actually using the force. Yeah, I feel like that'd be just so dangerous for yeah, I because she didn't get into no it until post Return of the Jedi. Also, too, I don't. I think the healing thing is. I mean, I'm getting a little like nerdy here, but I I believe it's like a on a Star Wars thing. podcast. How dare you? How dare you? No, I think it's like a dyad thing, though, right? Isn't it? Which is why everybody was so surprised that like Grogu could do it because it was defined as a dyad ability. So everybody's like, oh, well, how can Grogu uh, do it then? I don't know if that's the case. I think that the, just the first time we saw it was with Rey, who's part of a dyad. First I don't think I've ever- saw it was with Grogu. Grogu. Then when Rey did it, they explained it as a dyad ability. Grogu and everybody's like, Grief so Garga. what does that yeah. mean for Grogu? What's that was before his- Rise of Skywalker? Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was the it one place, episode before. And it takes place decades huh. before. But I don't think it's a dyad thing. I don't think they... I don't I, think so yeah, either. I, I'm I'm willing to let that one go if anybody in the comments wants to find some sort of reference for that. I, but I feel like I remember hearing that and then everybody, we, we were all speculating, does that mean Din is like Grogu's dyad? There was a lot of talk about that for a while. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the closest we're going to get to Leia showing any abilities is her being unaware that she has them which is you know able to you know read people well and that sort of stuff that's going to help her in her political uh world Uh, but it's not until luke breaks the news to her that she everything rushes to her my sister has it yeah Mm -hmm. so if she starts using the force on people and then she's like nah like that it would just make the original trilogy very weird to watch um so i i think we've seen the threshold of leia's connection with the force to this point um for for the for those reasons and that's why i felt that connection with ray because in tfa ray doesn't even use realize she's using the force at first like when she's reading kylo's mind she doesn't realize it's just like she's feeling a pull Yeah, yeah she's feeling a pull to get the information into his mind i feel like you know, people are talking about it in the chat. I feel the same way. It's like when she's reading her cousin's mind or saying, or talking to Kenobi, like, hey, you think this, you feel this. I think she's just, it's a kind of like, it's a feeling thing that Finn says later in the sequel trilogy. It's like, she's having these moments where she's getting feelings yeah. and yeah. she can't explain why. It's just something that she's always felt. And then Obi-Wan's then putting something to it, but she still doesn't understand in the same sense of like, oh, that's why I can do that. Yeah. 
just for reference here too, I did find it. I just Googled, did a good, quick Google search. It's from the uh, the book. It's called the Star Wars book. Uh, but there's a passage that included the powers of Force Dyad. And I won't read the whole thing, but the section here is also healing by transferring the individual's force energy to another is a dyad ability as shown when Ray heals Ben. So it doesn't say that it's exclusively dyad, but it says that healing by transferring individual's force energy is a dyad ability. Interesting. So, but well, also, anyway, Leia's... that's all to say, like, I don't think they're going to do it with Leia. Leia's senses were also proven to be heightened when she was the first person able to smell Tarkin when she boards the Death Star. <laughs> yeah. It's like her first first sign of force energy was uh, Luke Wolverine like, smelling Leia, ability. think back. When did you first realize you're force sensitive? She's like, when I smelled Tarkin. When I boarded and his the foul, Death foul stench, stench from, that yeah. came on board. <laughs> I, don't, I um, really don't think Leia showed any signs of force ability at all. I, yeah, I mean, I mean, she did, but I think like she didn't really do anything at all until after the originals. Like, I know she had like those moments where she's like connecting with Luke and kind of having those like feelings, but I don't think she was really tuned into that at all before the uh, and prequel so or the, what, the original movies. What'd you guys think of uh, Indira Varma? Oh my gosh, good. she totally caught me off guard. I thought she was genuinely going to be a bad person, and then she yeah. did the uh, switcheroo. I know, I know, because they like the leaks, like or whatever. We're like, oh, she's going to be an imperial. And... Well, we saw her in her outfit going from her trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and then like it wasn't even one of those things where it was like an episode or two in. It was like the our introduction to her. She's blasting away her garrison, and it's just like. All right, here we go. And so it turns out she was she. It wasn't a disguise. She was Imperial, but she's defecting, sort of like Bodhi Rook, uh, Finn, um, Han. These types Callus. of these types of yeah. So yeah, Cassian these... Andor dresses up as one and Rogue One. Right, but, but that's but... a dis- right. That's disguise. But she's saying people, people who are still in the Imperial. Empire doing more good by oh, yeah. actually yeah. being there and being a part of it. So so I thought that was interesting. And and you. They did a good job of of her and Leia establishing a connection. Like she hugs her and she trusts her mm-hmm. uh, at the end there, and I, I kind of like that moment. So I'm curious what, what they're going to do with this character moving forward. But my biggest head scratcher, man, is is Reva because that moment where she's looking at that symbol and she goes to touch it and she stops herself. That's to me them pretty quite clearly saying that there's conflict going within her and maybe this over the top attitude she has is her trying to push down any light side feeling she has sort of like Anakin in the prequels was very like when he went bad, he went bad hard and it was just to prove to himself that he can do it. Um, as I, I see a lot of Anakin in her prequel Anakin in her. And I'm curious what happens with the character because, you know, she's new to this series, you know, where is she during rebels? Um, you know, is this going to be a situation where she does turn and, and does a martyr thing? At the end of the series, uh, like I, I don't I, think it's that strong. I don't know, but it, I I don't know that she's going to make it out of this series. I guess is what I'm saying. Because where is she going? That. Where is she going forward? And I think that's going to piss off a lot of people. But Star Wars does this stuff. Like it's it's a tough galaxy, and a lot of people don't survive. And when I, you tell stories that happen before really meaty storytelling, you mm-hmm. like not everyone could go run a deli, as we joke around in this podcast. Like. 
or go flying on a purgle somewhere like Ezra. These people have to die, unfortunately. And that's why, you know, Beckett died, Val died, and all these people that you make new characters predating your heaviest chunk of storytelling. Unfortunately, they have to bite it or it doesn't make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely think that she could die, but I'm, I'm starting to be sold that she's not a character, even though people are pointing to that moment. I, that to me did not imply that she's going to have a turn or uh, she's going to like help the good guys at the end or something. To me, that was just building up uh, sort of her, this, the life choices she's made up to that point. Like, I think you're allowed to have a moment where you say like, am I making, am I, am I making the right moves? Did I make the right decisions in my life? And and still, even though everybody around you goes, no, no, you didn't. You, you're down a, the wrong path. I still think you can have that moment and consider it and go, yes, yes, I did. I'm making the right moves. And I think that's the vibe that I'm getting from her. I think she took that moment to think about, oh, God, I, I you know, like so many people I've lost along the way. Am I making the right decisions? But I still think she's bad. I think it's less than both of what you're saying. I think it's literally she saw it and she went, ugh, and she was angry. Okay. All right. I think it was literally like in the middle there. Like they're hiding. That's good though. That 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 means they're doing a good job of of keeping it mysterious, which is important for a series where we know the fates of most of every other character. So honestly, this episode felt very hunger games to me. I'm not mm-hmm. going to lie. Like very much. Oh yeah. You have your heroes being hidden away. You had people from the other side turning sides to hide them and get them out. Uh, people being kind of sacrificed to do that while running from bad people at the same time. It felt very hunger games to me. Can I say hmm. uh, something controversial? Sure. I didn't think this was a very well directed episode. Interesting. And why do you say that? Cause there were certain moments where I wanted to see certain things and I got the exact opposite. Like with the lightsaber fight, she took it from like a, uh, a sniper's view, like 500 yards away at one point where you just saw the lightsabers. And I'm like, I don't know. Why am I seeing that? Is it because of the brightness of the lightsabers? I, I, don't, I didn't like that. And then some of the shots were too close to them where it was like, you know, sometimes in movie fights, like, especially martial arts movies where you're like, I don't know who's hitting who or what's going on right now. Cause it's just these quick cuts, quick, quick, quick cuts. I just wish they almost did a like last Jedi on crate where it's like, you give me the widescreen shot and let me see what they do. Um, there was a little too much, too many shots and too many vantage points. It, when the first time we're seeing Obi-Wan and Vader mm-hmm. clash and it didn't feel big to me. It didn't feel I agree with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think they're trying to do like, like you're right. They have that big wideout shot, but would you rather be like ten feet away from Jason, or would you rather be like so close that he's like not even in frame, kind of thing? That's what I mean. I, and I, I think we, they I were trying to all get the it. horror element in there by being like, like all of a sudden you're you, you feel like you're far away and you're comfortable, and then boom, like all of a sudden you're like so close, you're like I feel uncomfortable, and maybe some of those cinem- cinematography choices were there. I'm, now I'm kind of defending the cinematography. I have negative things to say about it, so I, I'm maybe playing a devil's advocate here. But like, well, because I'm trying I to think, it. maybe there's maybe there's an angle of like the offness of it is supposed to throw you off, and it's supposed to be maybe you're supposed to feel like Obi Wan, like disoriented. 
Yes, maybe? that, that is know. totally possible that they made those choices on purpose to but, make you feel on right. edge. But I thought the camera angles were weird. What's that? What's the rule where like you're not 180 supposed to break the 180 rule. line? It was all degree. over the place in this. And times it looked like Obi-Wan was like, uh-oh, Darth Vader's over there. And he would run off to the right. And then they changed the angle and it would look like he just came right back out and stuff. And I'm like... But I, I think I, that plays into being disoriented. I think the wide shots are to show you how lost he feels and, and he has nowhere to go. Like yeah, they're showing like you there's literally that. nowhere he can hide. He's got to face Vader. And I think that that's what they were trying to portray with those big wide shots. Nah, I just didn't like it. Not the right it, it is a little <laughs> weird though. It, twice in this episode, like there's a character here and the good guy here and the good guy starts going one way and then somehow the bad guy ends up on the other side and it's like how did that happen because like vader somehow made it all the way that's over the horror and aspect. waiting for kenobi and the I bad guy that. always shows up no matter but what also, door they open where right. where they go yeah also reva enters that tunnel way after leia and her her person you know her escort or whatever and still somehow ends up at the end of the tunnel before Leia gets there. And Leia's even running there to yeah. get to the, that spot. Yep. Like, Brian, how did, how did just, she get uh, there? Brian just put up a good, a good point. Turning off his breathing on and off. <laughs> I mean, I don't doubt it. Still He's just that's, holding his breath. Yeah. If that's, yeah, if that's, if he can do that, I don't even know if like Vader does that or not, but if he, if that's something he can do, then that's pretty cool that he did that. Cause I did notice that. I was like, wow, it's really quiet. Mm -hmm. we do have another super chat from ryan thank you ryan so much he asks what's Thanks, up with buddy. the grand inquisitor is he dead but he does in rebels so he can't be right i dies think the grand in Inquis rebels. yeah oh sorry dies in rebels so he can't be right i think the grand inquisitor will kill reva before the show is over that would make a lot of sense Boom. Um, that's think? been my theory since i saw yeah. him die so he'll come I mean, back at she the very kind end of, she kind of like uh set her groundwork by killing him killing him because yeah. he's just gonna come back and be like, "Yo, remember that time you killed me?" <laughs> well, yeah, it's, it's mm -hmm. like it's like in those like crime or gangster movies where you do everything you possibly can to get to the top, but then all the people like it comes home to roost. Like all the things you do come back to bite you. Or like you know, at the end of the training day with Denzel Washington, it's like he 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 played with fire a little too much, and then and it came back to get him. Like that's that's a a, a good like tragedy trope, and it, things can come back and come back to get her by the end because she was a little too ambitious yeah i think that's just like i i completely agree i think that's something that a lot of characters do is like they go too hard and they get sloppy and you can see as the series is going on so far in the, the past three parts she's getting more and more sloppy she's not listening to direction they keep telling her to stay in line they keep telling her not to do things and she keeps going off on her own running off into the tunnels you know oh i keep I, thinking she's getting better I, I take it as she's <laughs> look, there is an element yeah. of her getting closer and, mm -hmm. and becoming better at finding clues, but there's also an element of she's being hasty and not waiting for direction, which when you t do things on your own, like she did at Dayu, she ultimately failed. Yeah. And she keeps falling into this pattern of like, I'm going to go off on my own. And I'm not saying that do that doesn't come with some type of, you know, win because obviously she has Leia at this point. But is it weird that I don't like? Uh, and I've said this on the podcast before, and I don't know why I feel this way about lightsaber duels. I just 
they're so anticlimactic when they're happening on flat ground, like sea level. I need my lightsabers to be up in space or up on some higher plane or or something. Hmm. Uh, for some reason, like the crate one, I was like, "This is okay. This is cool. Looks great." But the, you know, these are just two guys on flat ground right now. For some, and that's just me. I like for something the grand the grand stage of it all and the theatrics of it all. Um, seeing these two guys in a California desert, like plus all those shots, it didn't do it for me. I still really enjoyed it. I was still like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I'm watching Obi Wan." and Darth Vader in 2022 on new Star Wars. It still blew my mind. So there's nuance to this. I'm just saying like some of the stuff I was like, oh, oh, all right. You know, that's yeah, whatever. Um, I think so- my favorite scene though was the scene where he shows up, which we knew was coming from all the interviews leading into this show. Right. And it was the around first the time we see yeah. him. Yeah, we're coming around the corner. And I knew as soon as he was feeling or sensing that he was coming, I was like, oh, here it is, here it is. Um, I thought that was done really well from the moment we hear him. We see his boots, we see his cape, the way he's just grabbing people out of built like it sets the tone of like he is evil. He's yes. out to get Kenobi and he's gonna murder him and murder anybody that stands in his way, thus why drawing Kenobi out because he's like, Well, if I don't go, he's gonna kill Leia because he clear he kills some teenager right in front of his the father. Right. And I'm yeah. sort of understanding what Deborah Chouse said when she was she brought up Logan. Um because you know, Wolverine isn't Wolverine anymore. And he has stood by while other things, bad things happen to other people because he's, he's out of the game and seeing Obi-Wan hiding and looking through the slots on that door as Vader's killing civilians Mm -hmm. is a very startling thing to see Obi-Wan Kenobi do that. And as a fan, I had to readjust and understand that this is who he is right now. He will eventually get back to mm-hmm. the wise Jedi master that we meet in a new hope, but processing that and seeing that is really tough to swallow. Just um, like Luke Skywalker. It's the same thing. It's like this moment of like, wait, what? Who is yeah, this? Hear, like, <laughs> yeah. Hearing Luke Skywalker say, I came to this Island to die. It's just like, Oh my God. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and and we know, you know, Luke obviously does one of the greatest things that Jedi's ever done by the end of that movie. Um, and then with Obi-Wan, we know what, you know, he's going to find that hope again and, and refine himself. So that's fine. But seeing him in this spot, like it can't get darker than this. So now that we're at the halfway point, that we have to turn the corner here, right? Yeah, I was surprised I they kept so. the Leia thing going. That was the thing that kind of caught me off guard. Yes, I, I, I thought I she was going to get away and be fine, and then that yeah. was going to be the end of that, and then we're moving on with this Obi-Wan kind of story. I was yeah. surprised that now Leia's getting caught again. Yeah. The only thing that didn't surprise me about that was I talked about how in the trailer we see Reva at the Fortress Inquisitorius like fighting and like blaster bolts and stuff so i'm like there's gonna be a breakout there so when when she was the one to capture leia i imagine she's gonna take her back and i'm like okay well that explains the trailer then Mm -hmm. because now they have to go there to get her out oh that makes a lot of sense good call i forgot about that part of the trailer yeah because there's like tie fighters behind her and stuff yeah it didn't particularly surprise me but i thought Oh, well, captured again. You know, I still kind of had the same general reaction. 
Mm -hmm. I also wanted to throw this out there too. It, it really doesn't mean anything to probably a few people, but I was kind of pulled out of the Darth Vader fight because there is a very popular uh, a day to remember song, if you know that, that ends with uh, repeating a chant and a crowd chant and they get the whole crowd singing it and it goes, you should have killed me when you had the chance. And so Darth Vader going, you should have killed me. And I go, oh God, don't say when you when you had the chance. And he goes, when you had the chance. And I'm like, did remember right there. <laughs> like, that, line's the been, that, that line's been used I don't in... doubt it, but to me, I'm like, oh, newfound glory. Or, you know, like, oh, Blink-182. Like, it pulled me out a little just for fun. I just wanted, if anybody knew, a data remember knew the song, they probably thought the same thing. I'd have, find it hard to not make that connection. But What'd you guys think of Ned? Which, by the way, I was surprised that Lola is L0LA because yeah. every package I've seen, she's not L0. It's L-O-L-A. Yeah. So yeah. I was very caught off guard in the subtitles when it's L zero LA five nine. I was like, that could have been a that could have been a botch on the subtitle though. She says zero, I think. Oh, does she? Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, I was uh, just like, oh, that's interesting. But uh, so what do you guys uh, think of Ned? I didn't look at the credits. Is that O'Shea Jackson Jr. Was that confirmed now? I don't oh. know because he didn't speak. So he didn't speak, but I got the impression. I got, I had a gut feeling that that was him. Right. And it's probably, mm -hmm. I could just look in the credits and probably it's there. I got a gut feeling. The other thing was, is you guys saw Moses Ingram and all the, the racism stuff that was happening or whatever. One of the people to quote tweet that was O'Shea Jackson Jr. And he said, he said, wait till they see what my character does. And I was like, when I'm watching this episode, I was like, so is that like a reference to him? And he's is like, his character would be like helping people. Like, I don't know. I just kind of got a vibe from that, but I could be wrong. Is that, is it not him? I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to pull up the credits now. But I loved how he played, the character played dumb, you know, like, oh, I don't mm -hmm. know what's going on. But then there was the moment where he's like tightening his grip on the hammer. And I'm like, don't do yeah. it. Just stay calm. Well, we know he fights stormtroopers like, or did that happen? Did that happen in this episode? There's a scene in the trailer where he's like, they're he shooting. Did him and he did not fight like, anybody in this. He shoots this at stormtroopers in the trailer. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah, yeah but yeah. not in this episode. Right. Not in yeah. this episode. So I was like, so we know that happens. James so. X-Men. Magneto yells to Charles Xavier, you should have killed me when you had the chance. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I, I think to, that's a I popular to, like, put that quote. song and then take every movie quote that it's ever happened and put it over. Dude, I saw a Conor McGregor fight last summer. He wound up breaking his leg, but he was like, you should have killed me when you had the chance. And that didn't work out yeah. for him. I mean, I, d but. I don't doubt that it's been used a million times. And I don't think it was very original even when I heard it. But now it's ingrained in me. And hearing it, I was like, oh, gosh, Darth Vader line. <laughs> right. Yeah. I completely agree with this. Christy says, Obi-Wan has PTSD and has been ultimately living as a recluse and on top of it thinks that all the Jedi are dead. Dude is depressed and struggling to acclimate. Absolutely. That is an understatement. Yeah. <laughs> he is absolutely terrified. And I think anybody would be. I mean, you not only killed your brother and your best friend, but now you're watching all this like terrible stuff happen to people right in front of you and people are dying and it's basically i'm sure he feels it's all his fault he was the one that was supposed to take care of anakin to guide anakin to be there for anakin and he 
probably feels somewhat guilty for letting this happen. Yeah. And yeah, to yeah. be clear, when I said it was jarring seeing it, it didn't mean I didn't understand why. I mean, it sure, makes complete sure. sense that he's in this state in this spot. Mm-hmm. Um, but looking, so looking ahead though, to, um, by the way, I thought the Freck character was kind of funny. I, though I thought it was Seth Rogen. I did too. When I heard that's the weird. last, when he whispers to them and he's like, you might want to check these two out here. I was like, oh my God, that's, that's, that's Seth Rogen. But I guess it was <laughs> Zach Braff. So anyway. Um, I don't see at- O'Shea Jackson Jr. in the credits. I don't see actually any credit for Ned. Ned. B. Maybe so. he hasn't, maybe he talks in later episodes and that's why. Yeah. Maybe they're not crediting okay. him because he didn't have a voice. So we'll see. Um, yeah. Looking ahead to chapter four, I mean, James, you made a great connection, if that's the case, where she does grab Leia again and takes her to the uh, the headquarters where the Inquisitors mm-hmm. are. Then that would lure, you know, people over there. Does that mean Vader goes there? Like, I'm not sure, but I really don't know where they're where they're gonna go uh, with chapter four. Do you guys have beyond that? Do you guys have any inklings or thoughts on what we're gonna get next uh, next week? I'm not really sure because it's. I, you know, again, I thought the Leia thing was kind of end in this episode, but seeing what James said after watching the trailer and everything that totally makes sense. I don't know where else this could go because it's only six episodes. So we're already on episode four. We're halfway through this. Where else could they go and what else could happen so that it doesn't go past the point of changing what we see in A New Hope? while also kind of getting Obi-Wan to the point that he is still a hermit, but not so depressed and, and, and negative, because the guy we I mean, see later is not that. I feel um, like a lot of this is very strategic marketing in the sense of they didn't show us things from 4, 5, and 6. I think yeah. they, they've done that with all their shows. They show you and the first make... few episodes, and yeah. Right. And now that we're at that point, we always do this with uh, Mandalorian. We're like, oh, we're in episode five now, and we we are dark. Like, we don't know anything because there's been no more trailers. Danny I, makes I a think good we're point. there now. We have, or yeah, we have close. three episodes. Yeah, we have three episodes left, and we still haven't met Luke or Baru. So I, I think Obi-Wan goes back to Tatooine in chapter four to heal his wounds. He goes back to his cave and we're going to get the Qui-Gon moment then when he's at his lowest. So I think Qui-Gon oh, So will... you think we've, we're hitting the climax of the series and then he's going to go into resolution? I, I think Qui-Gon... I think we've seen or we're about to see Obi-Wan at his absolute lowest, which is mm-hmm. still in this state, having now witnessed Anakin and what he is, having been physically damaged and devastated mm-hmm. the way he was it, it can't get worse than this uh so we'll be one in go... is that happening i think I he'll know. leave his scars to because he'll feel like it's his fault or something maybe but he's going to go back to that cave and try to you know heal himself and and qui-gon will finally come to him i think that happens next week that's my guess and then maybe because he's back on tatooine we check in with the the lars and we we get because I, I, I really want to see Baru and Luke interactions I, I've been saying that for a while I really want to see that so uh, hopefully that's that's what we get um, here's an interesting there. question any possibility of Ahsoka showing up I still don't think so I, I, I think there's too much going on to, to throw her into the mix here 
Mm. Um, uh, so I was thinking today about how Hera is in the Ahsoka show, and I was like, so wouldn't she also then be in the Andor show? Because that's right where she was at that time. And they could easily bring in the same actress and it would all make sense. And then I started thinking about the timeline there and I was like, well, <laughs> you know, Ahsoka's kind of like five years after this. And then there's like four years of the original trilogy. And then Cassian's even five years before that. So we're talking about like a 15 year younger Hera. And I'm like, so they probably wouldn't have the same actress playing it. In this case, Ahsoka would be... 20 years younger so i don't think you can have rosario dawson playing ahsoka in obi-wan or around I mean, that time frame we i mean it's young luke right you what? could I, mean... I don't think anything's off the table i just don't know if she'll show oh up you're saying like... they, they bring in a new actress to play a younger oh, de-ager. de-ager de-ager that's a lot though they is it, it i mean i guess <laughs> Who brought back 1983 Mark Hamill? <laughs> no, well... You just put I some guess, dots on her and do the thing. But that's not what they're doing. They're replacing Lou. They're replacing Mark Hamill. Because they have to. With her, they don't. They just knocked 10 years off her. They did well, it with Robert Downey Jr. Years. They did it with... I mean, I guess they, they could do it. I mean, it's, I guess yeah. not that crazy, but... But I don't think she's showing up. That's my... Yeah. Do you guys think so? No. No. I don't no. think so. I think there's just, like you said, like so much going on that... I don't know why she would show up. Like, what would be the reason for it? All I know Besides when, being awesome. But, like, why else would she show right. up? When, when Obi-Wan, like, comes back to to face Vader again and ignites his saber and does the Obi-Wan stances and stuff, maybe tosses a Qui-Gon stance in there, I hope they hit, hit us with some good classic themes or something, and that could be a really, really powerful and big moment. I Ahsoka hope we see Yoda has over been Ahsoka. in the fight since one year after Order 66, though. It took her one year to get over it, and then she came up with the fulcrum stuff and started working with Bale at that point. Mm. So the fact that also is kind of weird, too, that Bale's like, Leia's been kidnapped. Obi-Wan, you have to go get her. Like, what is Ahsoka doing right now? Because you no. have been working with her. Absolutely. We know right. that you started one year after Order 66 due to E.K. Johnson's Ahsoka. And Honestly, we know you've been working with her all the way up till Rebels because that's when we get her first introduction truth, through Bale. The real answer is that's the only <laughs> acceptable reason for Obi-Wan to leave Tatooine is if the other she's, twin is in trouble. I know. She's in, an, uh, she's in another Sith Temple time loop <laughs> right yeah. now. Yeah, I do hope that Yoda shows up. And I know that he's another one that's on the like the maybe list over Qui Gon, which I feel like is a definite list because they keep yeah. mentioning him. They but I really hope Yoda oh, does. Uh, they don't need Yoba, Yoda. Yoda. <laughs> I can't Yoba. speak. They don't need Yoda, but it would be good to see him. I agree. Mm -hmm. mm. All right. Well, uh, do you guys have any final thoughts before we hop on out of here? I don't think so. No, I'm just excited to see where the series goes. Um, and hopefully Leia gets saved this time and they don't keep losing her. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like uh, this poor uh, girl is going to be traumatized. Can we bring Flea back? <laughs> so, oh, well, another thing you did point out though, Lacey, when we were talking with mm -hmm. Hasbro and stuff, you'd seen, uh, you know, a bunch of the Obi-Wan figures has him with Lola. Um, yeah. So she has to give up Lola. That was so like gets... one of the things that, 
fans, uh, myself included, but like a lot of fans noticed when he showed his action figure on Jimmy Kimmel was that it was missing a perfectly Lola sized yeah, item right. from his action figure. And Hasbro was like, ah, oh, you guys are clever. You're not, you're really smart. And right. yes, she's in this packaging. And the other spoiler alert, I guess, sorry for people that are going to see this, it's everywhere. Lola has legs in the toys. So we haven't seen that yet. And he comes, she comes with every single Obi-Wan figure. Right. So there has to be a reason why she comes with every single Obi-Wan figure. So maybe when he finally brings Leia home, she's like, she gives him Lola. Yeah, you have her. She, you know, you can use her. Which then like, what happens to Lola and New Hope? But I don't want to know. But even then, yeah. even then, if that was the case, Lola would still have less time with Kenobi than she's already had. Which is right. they're not interacting, but he's like fixing her and stuff. But be better for right. her than being on Alderaan in nine years, I guess. <laughs> it's true. It's totally true. <laughs> All right. Well, I. Oh, and he's I never owned know. a droid. That I don't. Yeah, I don't remember having ever owned know. a droid. Um. So one last yeah, question. Callie Kid yeah. wants to know where's Han Solo in this time period. You know exactly where Tom Han. Yeah. Han Solo. Where Han Solo is in this time period. He's working for That's Java. Cool. We need to see it. <laughs> so hopefully John Kasdan, uh I love John John Kasdan. Does he she? So Sean. Sean says that Lola has legs in episode one. I gotta go back and rewatch it then because I didn't remember that. And when I was in the panel with Hasbro at Star Wars Celebration, they showed her on the screen with legs, and everyone literally went spoiler like everyone in the room muttered that i gotta go back and watch now i'm not saying yeah. sean's probably right and i missed it yeah 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 yeah. Cool. that's cool right on all right uh i believe that is it for now right guys mm -hmm. yeah good? totally feeling good feeling good mm -hmm. feeling good feeling yeah. great all right. all right uh so thanks everybody for watching uh we will be getting this up on the podcast feed as well and we'll uh, have it up on star wars newsnet too but if you just showed up late uh, it will be uh, live on the channel for you to go back and watch, but also if you want to wait for the audio version, that's cool too. If you don't want to look at these pretty faces. Uh, Who wouldn't want to do that? Top. Yeah, come on. Come but on. Thanks, everybody. Really appreciate you checking in. For those who have checked in live, it means a lot to us. Um, yes. Make sure you go to StarWarsNewsNet.com for all of your Star Wars news. Uh, we also do reviews, editorials. We have an interview coming up on there uh, from Kyle um, with uh, Adam Christopher, Shadow of the Sith author. Uh, and a lot more at Star Wars News Net. Uh, but also TRB, uh, we have episodes uh, two times a week. On Monday, we are going to be putting out the produced version of our live event from Star Wars Celebration. So you're getting an episode of TRB, but not a standard episode. You're getting what we did live, uh, which went really well. We really had a great time. So Patrons have already seen it, even if they weren't Patrons at Celebration. Live we got stream. it early. Yeah, so you're, we're going to get the produced version for you that James is working on. Uh, for for monday so look for that um and of course patreon.com slash resistance broadcast our event, live event wouldn't have happened without your support us being able to do stuff like this would not have happened without your support and us doing two episodes a week and more content uh couldn't happen without you so thank you all um if you are interested in signing up it is just patreon.com slash resistance broadcast tier started just two dollars a month and uh we do a lot on there um we take pride we're in doing a q a right after this we yeah, are doing a live Q&A, so if you are a patron, stick around, maybe bathroom break, grab a snack, and, and we'll answer some uh, questions that aren't always about Star Wars. Um, but I do want to say a special thank you to our generals and spice runners. Uh, first, our generals, Carmelo, John Reese, Jetta Rosewater, Paul Olson, Frank Grande, Darth Hurricane, 
John Charlton, Nick Kratz, Christian Morales, Brian Smith, Matt Chitty, Danny, Mike Ramori, Matt Heath, Chris White, Brandon McLaughlin, and Val Trichkoff, and our Spice Runners, David Probus, Neil Shaw, Kendall Gellner, Ryan Wara, Dave Hornack, Micah Harrison, Thomas Hennessy, Andrew Staley, and recently bumped up the teddy bear of TRB, Jeremy Myers. Love you, buddy. <laughs> the awesome, Skittle? man. And, the Tropical uh, Skittle? <laughs> tropical Skittle at the Make Solo 2 Happen Meetup. But next Wednesday, June 8th, we're going to be doing this again at 9 p.m. East, Chapter 4 of Obi-Wan Kenobi. So who knows? Maybe we were way off on all of our speculation, and sometimes that's okay. I love being this- wrong. Yeah, being wrong, being wrong is fun because then you, that means you get surprised. So it's really cool. But mm-hmm. we'll see you all uh, hopefully next uh, Wednesday live at 9 p.m. Uh, we you have can one find more me... super chat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So our last super chat is from Neil. What up, Neil? Who says, Neil! may the force be with you and your families. Miss you all. We miss you, you too, Neil. Neil. Thanks for oh, the super Neil. chat. Hope all are well. Until next time, man. It was such a good time hanging out with him and everybody. So mm-hmm. I do miss everybody already. It's, it's good mm-hmm. to be home, but. I miss everybody for sure. Um, you guys can find me on Twitter, Johnny Hoey, writing and editing at Star Wars Newsnet and my movie podcast, just like the movies. We just put out our episode on Top Gun, the original, today. So check it out. Uh, James? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, both the same handle, at Myra Trunks. Right on. Lacey? Uh, one last comment. Lando said, I'm a little late to live stream, but I wanted to say that John called down Vader's line, I am what you made me. Look, don't don't give him that. I don't know what to say. I'm just honored to be nominated. Shut up. People can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Lacey Giller. And hopefully my voice comes back soon. (laughs) Hopefully not. No, I'm kidding. People go, were you yelling all celebration? And I was like, I was wearing a mask, which was forcing me to yell because John can't hear anything. So anytime I talked to John, I had to yell. I did have to ask you to repeat things almost exclusively the whole what? week. Yeah. What? I was like, what'd you say? Well, also, I'm a lot taller. And then you're like, <laughs> I'm talking to your shoulder. <laughs> yeah, you're like, like a Charlie Brown's teacher. Like, <laughs> I think anyway. people were pretty shocked how short and how tall. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, thanks everybody and uh, from the three of us here thanks for watching listening however Mm -hmm. you take the show in and we'll see you next week for more trb live and until then we'll see you around kids bye